Hello there. Welcome to the Thriving Family Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. It's Teresa and Barbara. We're so happy you're here. We know how many great podcasts are out there, and we're grateful that you're taking the time to hang out with us in a supportive space to fill your cup and elevate your life. This podcast is about parenting, but a lot about taking care of you as the parent. We are the captain of our family ship, so the better we feel, the more smooth sailing there is for everyone. We really want to discuss the tough and awkward subjects that we all come across in parenting, especially with school-aged and older kids. We're here with you through all the peaks and valleys to hold space for you through all the feels and to help make sure you always put on your own oxygen mask first. Our hope is that you know you're never alone in parenting and that we're here to support you at every stage. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you, and we provide new content every week. If you have a question for us, please reach out on Instagram at Thriving Family Podcast. We're here for you, so let us know what topics would be helpful and that you're interested in. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with family and friends. If you leave a review, you'll have the opportunity to win a gift that we absolutely love. We'll tell you more about it at the end of the episode. Let's get started. Barbara and I had so much fun chatting with Brooklyn Hack, holistic nutritionist and toxin specialist. As a mother herself, Brooklyn understands the challenges and stressors of raising healthy children in today's toxic world. She has this amazing, no stress, easy approach that helps keep us and her clients informed and motivated to buy better food and safer products so that their families can thrive. This episode is super helpful because she walks us through our grocery lists and even goes through some of the ingredients that we have in the pantry. We start with basics like sugar, but really get into a lot more detail. And we have lots of fun going through it all. Brooklyn works through one-on-one consulting sessions, but is going to be releasing a program soon and the most amazing cheat sheets. We're so excited for it. So without further ado, let's take a listen. Hi, Brooklyn. We're so happy to have you here with us today. We love that you go through your clients' homes room by room and help them to eliminate all of the toxins in their home that they may not even know about and that you do it simply and you make it easy. You don't just tell us to throw everything out and you help make it economical for people as well, which is super helpful. I know a lot of the work you do is in the kitchen with the foods and ingredients that we're feeding our families. I know this is going to be super helpful today for all of us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I really want to get into the things that are in our foods. So you go to the grocery store and you pick up a box and there are 50,000 ingredients. You don't know what they mean. Half of them you can't even pronounce. And even in the natural food sections, that's happening, I'm finding. And it's really hard to decipher and choose between what to buy these days. And we would love guidance on this from you because I know this is totally your bailiwick. Yes, it blows my mind that you can be in a grocery store and it's not necessarily that the better options, the more expensive option, but if you like compare two brands side by side of the same thing, one could be like so beneficial and amazing for your health. And the other one could be like so detrimental. So that's really kind of how I discovered that I have to be my own advocate and I have to learn what is good and what is bad. 
to just be able to decipher through all of this. If you go into a grocery store and you're just looking at the front of a package, it's very likely that you're going to be exposing yourself to buying products that you maybe don't necessarily want to support that or that aren't beneficial to your family because but the packaged ingredients, I mean, sugar is a big one that you can easily look at. And if it's in the first like three, four ingredients, that's going to tell you that that product is pretty high in sugar, which our children are exposed to so much in everything, all the products, all the condiments, it's sugar is one of those ones that's really hard to avoid. But when you're comparing ingredients, that could be one of the main components that you kind of notice or pick one or the other over. Okay. Going through someone's home, room to room, but when you're in the kitchen, obviously, yes, the fresh food, fresh cooking, all that. Clearly, that's the best option. I mean, I think we yeah. all know that. Yeah. But the fact is, is that there are going to be times when we are purchasing these boxed foods and our kids sometimes just want them. It just is what it is. So when you're looking in the pantries, what are you sort of saying? Oh, you should throw that out. Sugar is one of them. What are the other couple of main things that you tend to look for to get rid of, especially? Yeah, some of the main ones are artificial flavors and colors. Artificial colors have been linked to cancer, ADHD in children, neurotoxins. And so those ones I definitely try to avoid. That's like a clear up. We can do better than that. The second one would be canola oil. is in everything it is so hard to avoid you can't always find a substitute without it but if you can reduce you know half of the packaged food in your house with canola oil as like a top ingredient then I think just reducing that exposure in itself could be really powerful hear about how bad canola oil is But in terms of substitutes, I know in my house, I've had grapeseed, avocado, coconut. What else do we have in the house? Um, Extra virgin olive oil that's organic. So what are you using? Okay, so my favorite oils and fats, it depends what you're doing with them. I think if you are cooking with high heat, it is so important to be using a saturated fat that can withstand that high temperature and not turn rancid and inflammatory. So that would be your solid at room temperature fats like butter, coconut oil, tallow, any kind of lard, like just natural fats that are saturated and can withstand that higher heat. And then for lower heat cooking or just like drizzling on top of stuff, then yeah, like a cold pressed olive oil. Olive oil is one of my favorites for sure. So high heat would be butter. Like if I'm medium high, butter would be toxic, but olive oil don't use at that heat. No, I wouldn't. I prefer olive oil for like dipping or salads, like drizzling. 
Unsaturated fats can become rancid so quickly with high heat because they don't have like that full hydrogen bond, that backbone to support the high heat. And we just don't want to be consuming rancid oils. It's so inflammatory instead of anti-inflammatory. So utilizing oils at like their proper times and proper states can be really important. Ghee is another one that can handle that high heat and it's good, you know, for people who are even lactose intolerant. Um, I used to make ghee and then finally they started selling it at Costco. And I was like, thank like, the Lord, hey. because what a waste. Oh man, it. I've never made it, but wow, that'd be a lot of work. You're My sister and I used to do it together. It's kind of a fun thing that we did. Maybe mm-hmm. with that fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if I'm roasting vegetables, obviously higher heat in the oven or on the cooktop. So butter with that yeah then I roast at a lower temperature and I would use olive oil for that sense at a lower temperature I think like 250 to 300 I mean different oils have different smoke points and it also depends how the oil is processed determines the smoke point I mean I have a big thing with avocado oil because it's a monosaturated fat and it should not be able to withstand high heats and so some companies are processing it so much and refining it with added solvents like hexane and it actually creates a higher smoke point. So there's good oils and bad oils, but then it also depends on how it's processed and refined. And that's why like canola oil could probably be beneficial if it was cold pressed, super clean, unrefined, It could probably have some great properties to it, but unfortunately, 95% of canola is genetically modified. It's highly, highly refined. There's solvents added to it during the refining process. They add bleaching and deodorizers. So by time it's actually used, it's not, I don't even think we should be allowed to call it canola oil at that point. Right. I don't know what it is, right? They take away the structure of it completely. Like, if it doesn't look like it, act like it, or smell like it, is it it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, right? And then we use it to deep fry things and it just can't withstand that high, high heat. Oh my. And other ones that are like a very big red flag to me would be glyphosate that's been linked to cancer and endocrine disruption. And it's sprayed on all of our food, like all of our grains. And it's used as a herbicide in the industry to prevent weeds and to help plants grow more and produce more. But the reality is that a lot of our food is drenched in this chemical, in this pesticide. And there's been a lot of people winning the lawsuits because they are farmers and they developed cancer from spraying their crops. And so I think that glyphosate is one, again, that is hard to get around, but it's something to be so mindful of because we're exposed to it a lot in our cereals, in our pastas, in our bread. And that's a lot of what people consume on a day-to-day basis. Is the way around it getting organic because they can't spray it? Is that the only kind of way around it, right? It is. Yeah. It's really the only way to know for sure that there's no glyphosate on that product. 
And then I remember learning about the dirty dozen and vegetables where you're eating the skin, make sure that's organic because obviously that would be sprayed. But then if it's say a orange or banana, not as important because yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it's got a thicker peel that you're not consuming, then you don't necessarily want to Like if you're limited to what you can buy, which most of us are, like you have a grocery budget, food prices have gotten crazy lately. So I never just want to tell people, oh, just buy everything organic. Well, we have to find like a common ground and depending on a person's budget and lifestyle, what can they afford and what can they get? And so that is an area where you can save money is by buying conventional fruits and vegetables for items that you're not necessarily, you're not eating the thick banana skin or the orange, like you said, where like a strawberry or something might increase your risk to glyphosate or pesticides more because you're eating that strawberry with the skin. But I also tell people if you can't afford organic strawberries, then just make sure you're washing them really good. There's been a lot of studies that show just using baking soda or a vinegar base can reduce your pesticides substantially because it will remove the topical exposures of where that product was sprayed. Do you specifically recommend apple cider vinegar or just white vinegar as well? Does it matter? The studies were done with white vinegar and the effective rates for that. So that is the one that most people would recommend. I am still on the baking soda train because I just find it easier to like sprinkle and like see where it's going. But yeah, vinegar can be just as effective. And I just haven't seen any studies for apple cider vinegar specifically, but I do feel like it would be a great alternative. It might get expensive though, too. So. So meats, I mean, I have carnivores that love sandwiches and we eat a lot of chicken and everything. And it's so frustrating at the store because it will say no nitrates or nitrates added, only those naturally occurring. And, you know, oh my God, I'm reading a book and then I'm all confused. And I know, I mean, is sandwich meat just a no-no or am I okay if I do organic and what to look for in like our meat products? Okay. So with meat, with processed meat in particular, the biggest things to look for are the nitrates and nitrates because those are linked uh, strongly to cancer, particularly digestive cancers. If you can avoid added nitrates and nitrates in the ingredient list. The other kind of trick one that some of them will do, they'll say that there's no added nitrates or uh, nitrites in it is that they'll use celery extract powder. And so that is a natural preservative in replacement of nitrates and nitrates, but it still contains a high dose of nitrates. And so you want to avoid the celery extract powder as well. Not to like scare anybody, but the majority of processed meats are going to have one of those three added in the ingredient list. There are good options though, where they don't. And usually those options are going to be products that aren't that bright pink color, like salami, you know how salami, like it's bright pink. And that's usually from the addition of nitrates or nitrites. So turkey breast, you know, a roast beef, 
where it's just like that natural color, usually those products can be better. You just have to look at the ingredient because obviously some brands are going to be better than others. And the reason why brands do that is because they want it to be able to sit on the shelf for months and months, you know, so that they can sell more product and make more money. So a lot of the more natural ones, they won't last as long, but you can find them without those added ingredients. And looking for hormone-free, correct? Yeah, especially in the U.S., you want to be looking for hormone-free. And if it's organic, then that's like definitely an added bonus. And I always tell clients too that like if you're making chicken breast for dinner or like a whole chicken, double it up and like make a ton of meat and shred the chicken and put it in the freezer for later and then just take it out when you want to make sandwiches or if you cook a ham or or a roast beef or something like that just make your own sandwich meat too yeah because they do love the ham so just making a bigger thing and then I just cut it off and then mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. okay that's a good call and then with eggs there's like free range this that what do you suggest in eggs sorry I'm literally um, going through my grocery list <laughs> Uh, For eggs, I love supporting local farmers. If you can, I just feel, I don't know, I feel the love when I buy products straight from the farmer. And with eggs in particular, you want them to come from hens that have been grazed on the grass and that have been eating worms and insects and bugs because that gives them that deep, rich yolk and it gives them more nutrients. So it's a natural habitat for uh, birds to be grazing on the ground and eating insects is they want to support eggs from hens that have been fed grain, like grain feed only or vegan fed, you know, hens. And that's unfortunately not the natural food for a chicken and it's not actually going to be nutritious for you either so considering that I prefer that they've been exposed on a pasture in terms of meat and beef products grain or grass-fed versus grass-finished is that a thing can you explain it Yeah, so what grass-fed and grass-finished means is whether or not they've been grazing on grass or been fed grain. And similar to a chicken, cows are, their natural food would be grass, not grain. Like grain just isn't its natural source of food. So grass-fed is really great because they've had their natural source of food. The cows are healthier and they're going to have more nutrition from that grass that then gets passed on to you. So they've done studies that have shown conventional meat in that's been raised in a factory farm versus like a grazed grass (laughs) finished beef, a cow. And And they have a completely different inflammatory profile where the grass, 
beef has more nutrients. It can be anti-inflammatory. It can be so nutritious and beneficial. And the factory farm beef can still have nutrition and protein, of course, but it has a different inflammatory profile compared to the grass finish, which is really important for not only like the cows that you're supporting and for yourself and your family. Because if those animals are stressed and they're fed antibiotics because they're in close headquarters, they're just exposed to more toxins and it does get passed into you. And then as far as grass finished, that means that they were raised on grain feed and then they were finished on grass. So however long prior, they would have had a grass fed diet. So that will increase the nutritional profile for that meat. Thank you, because... That seems like one of the things on a label that actually matters, as opposed to a lot of the other stuff that we talked about, where it's like, oh, here's a sales gimmick. Yeah, no, and it's just so funny to me. Like, I kind of giggle sometimes at the grocery store when I read these labels and it's like, oh, this cow is, you know, grain fed. And it's just so funny to me because I'm like, if people were actually aware, they would not want this product. But these companies catch on to trends and things that people are thinking of and they utilize that on their products so that you'd be like, oh yeah, I want to support, you know, plant-based. It must be healthier or the cow must have been treated it better and then they purchase that product it's so wow so crazy but it is so helpful and (laughs) keeping it as clean as we can helping the crazy conundrum when you do walk in and not being kind of sidelined by the marketing and looking at the box on the back and knowing what to look for. And yes, please would love a cheat sheet from you. (laughs) Right. Can you tell us about your program that you're doing to help people with this process? Yeah. So obviously like it can be a bit of a complicated process, especially when I'm just babbling everything on, but it really, I've taken a lot of time and worked with a lot of moms to figure out like, what is the common ground of what we need to know and how to decipher if something is going to be beneficial or detrimental. I've been working on this for years and it's going to be like a five week program where we go through how to read ingredient labels, how to decipher the ingredients at the back, how to nourish your child, what to feed them and how to get them to eat healthier and just allow allowing moms to kind of work through the process. So we're going to have group coaching calls because you can learn all this stuff all you want, but until you start like trying to integrate it into your life, there's going to be hiccups along the way. So having that guidance and support, I feel is so important. And then the cheat sheets are like a really big deal because it'll just be a quick guide to allow you to decipher what ingredients are good and what products will be awesome for your family. I love it. Such a good idea. And remind us where we can find you for that. Okay. So Instagram at purelyhealthy.co or my website is www.purelyhealthy.co. If you click on purely program, then there's a wait list that you can get on for when I release more information and start enrolling people, then people can kind of get the first email to get the latest scoops on it. Oh, so good. Sounds amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. 
So many good takeaways with Brooklyn today. I know going into the grocery store can be so overwhelming and she makes it a lot easier. So when you're looking at those packaged foods, definitely try and ignore the front because that's where the marketing is and look at the back where the ingredients are listed. If sugar is one of the top three or four ingredients, just be mindful of how much you're giving yourself and your kids each day because sugar is in everything. Artificial colors. This is linked to so many bad things. So try and avoid artificial colors when you can. Canola oil, same thing. It's in almost everything and having too much of it is not good at all. So you definitely want to reduce your exposure. And glyphosate. So try and get non-GMO when you can or just really limit when you're eating a lot of those packaged foods. Cooking wise with oil, butter and coconut oil are good at higher temps. So if you're sauteing those vegetables or cooking in the oven and then lower heat, you can use olive oil and other oils as well. But this was really helpful to me because I was always wondering about that and really sticking to that dirty dozen on the vegetables and fruits that you eat the skin on. So your tomatoes, your grapes, your strawberries, try and get those organic when you can. If you cannot, because sometimes they are so much more expensive, you can use some baking soda and water because tests have shown that that helps take off a lot of those bad sprays that they use like the glyphosate and then sandwich meats which I know I'm using so much of for our school lunches try and get no nitrates or nitrates and also look out for celery extract powder which I did not know about and hormone free when you can organic when you can and again this is all what you can do and just some things to look out for which I appreciate the awareness she's also doing a five-week program and you can get on her wait list some more helpful info to nourish your kids and do some group coaching for parents just getting a little bit deeper into this I think it sounds awesome and you can find her at purelyhealthy.co online and her Instagram as well purelyhealthy.co Thank you again for joining us today. We know how many other things you could be doing, and it means the world to us that you're here. We hope you always get something valuable from our podcast and that you feel supported. If you have a question for us about our content or anything else, please leave it in your review of this podcast, or you can send us an email or DM us on Instagram. We're here for you, so let us know what topics would be helpful and that you're interested in. You can join our membership by clicking on the link in the show notes. You are never alone in parenting, and we're here to support you at every stage. If you know anyone that would be inspired or supported by this podcast, please share it with them. We provide content every week, so please subscribe wherever you're listening from. If you leave a review, you'll have the opportunity to win a gift that we absolutely love. We're so excited about this giveaway. We only introduce brands to our community that align with our values, and Barbara and I both love the Now Tone Therapy System. This yoga for your mind is one of the most simple ways to relax, relieve stress and anxiety. The creators recommend listening twice a day for only three minutes to receive these benefits or to listen as often as you like. And if you buy them, there's a risk-free three-month trial period. What we like best about Now Tone Therapy System is that it's something everyone can make time for. My family likes to listen first thing in the morning and at the end of each day. It's the easiest and most relaxing path to mindfulness daily. We'll link to this amazing product in the show notes below. Thank you so much for joining us today and we'll see you next time.